Howdy, 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 do who fans, and welcome to the Big Blue Box podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And welcome to episode 288. Yeah. One day, I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. Until then, there must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. Our lives are different to anybody else's. That's the exciting thing. Nobody in the universe can do what we're doing. I've reversed the polarity of the neutron flow so the TARDIS should be free of the force field now. You may be a doctor, but I'm the doctor. The definite article, you might say. The trouble with time travel is one never seems to find the time. Change, my dear. And it seems on a moment too soon. Unlimited rice pudding, etc., etc. I am the doctor. For now, for this moment, I am the doctor again. The ground beneath our feet is spinning at a thousand miles an hour. And the entire planet is hurtling around the sun at 67,000 miles an hour. And I can feel it. We're falling through space, you and me. People assume that time is a strict progression of cause to effect. But actually, from a non-linear, non-subjective viewpoint, it's more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. I could be a curator. I'd be great at curating. I'd be the great curator. <laughs> I could retire. Yeah. I'm the doctor. I've lived for over 2,000 years, and not all of them were good. I've made many mistakes, and it's about time that I did something about that. Bit of adrenaline, dash of outrage, and a hint of panic knitted my brain back together. I know exactly who I am. I'm the Doctor. Sorting out fair play throughout the universe. Howdy, howdy, do Doctor Who fans. I hope you're all well, keeping safe and healthy. You've had a cracking week, and you've all managed to do something Doctor Who related. <laughs> Indeedy, welcome to episode 288, everybody. Uh, it's been a fairly, uh, I was going to say, it's been a fairly slow week for Doctor Who because I'm so used to saying it every single mm. week, but Boom. we've actually got a fairly we've actually got a jam jam-packed show this week we've got plenty of news and merch to go through which is going to be good i was shocked dude when i did the research last night and this morning for some news and merch i thought okay well i might have to continue well the barrel's gone i've been scraping the barrel <laughs> the, the bottom of the barrel for the past i don't know six to eight months i suppose so the barrel's gone but i thought yeah i'm gonna have to go and see what <laughs> see what's out there but no, there was some there was some good stuff. It's all good. And then uh, we've got the merch as well, which has been which has been nice and steady, which is a good thing. Even yeah. if the news itself has been quite quiet. But uh, yeah, I hope you guys have all had all had a good week and that you enjoyed last week, episode two hundred and eighty seven, where we uh where we uh went through um our review for uh what was our review last week? The wedding of River Song, the eleventh doctor. Wedding Story. of River Song, yeah. You yes. forget that. Yes. Yeah, we had some tweets after that, which is good, saying um really surprised at your review. Um, yeah. Yeah, I thought people were expecting us to to really sort of hammer it and, and say, oh, I see, yeah. yeah, so they thought, you know, a couple of people said you were really kind about that one and surprised at your thoughts because, uh, 
yeah, I think it's just one of those stories that people just don't look upon it too favourably a lot of the time. And I, I think on past on past shows, we must have done over the years when we've talked about series, um, that uh, series six, or was it seven? Six or seven? Mm, six. Six, yeah. I thought so. Yeah, when we spoke about series six in general, I think we've not been uber kind. No, well, that's not a story I thought I was going to particularly enjoy. I was when I, I mean, it's been on our schedule for a, a while now, and I could see it looming over us, and I kept thinking, "Oh dear, not looking forward to when we get to that." It's, um, but yeah, I was surprised uh, it wasn't anywhere near as bad as I remember remembered it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of a, it was a surprising review for both of us, I think. Yeah, but that's just one of the cool things about rewatching some of that old stuff when we get round to review time because. Quite often, as we know, opinions and views can change, which is good. You've got to keep moving. Change is good. We fear change. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just looking to see, actually, you talk about whenever we talk about opinions changing on episode, it always makes me think of Battlefield. Have we done that? No, that's the the only one that we've got left. It's the only McCoy, isn't it? Yeah. And it's also one of the, I think it's the only McCoy one I've never really enjoyed and i keep every time i rewatch it i think this is going to be the time when i like it and i i get the feeling when we come to review it it might be the time i like it but because mm. i love the mccoy era but uh, battlefield just never worked for me a lot of it has to do i think a lot of the time with me anyway it's it's, it's you sort of have repercussions of when you first watch something mm-hmm. so it has an effect on, on, you know, there's like a nostalgia type thing sometimes with a review. So like Time and the Rani, a lot of people destroy it, say it's awful. But I loved it as a kid because it was so fun and vibrant and colourful. So that stays with me. Do you know what I mean? So when I watch it now, I get that nostalgia of, oh, God, I remember when the TARDIS landed in a rainbow and is your rack. And <laughs> so it's, you know, everyone has a different experience with stuff, don't they? But, yeah, it's a lot of nostalgia with certain episodes for me. And um, but, yeah, we're battlefield i don't know i am looking forward to when we get to that because i mm-hmm. i live for the day when it slots into the rest of the mccoy era that <laughs> i actually enjoy but yeah can't get into that one mm. it's going to be an interesting review that one i've saved it i've tried to prolong the mccoy era for as yeah. long as possible but don't want to finish it yeah inevitably at some point next year i can't remember when we've queued it in for next year but we are going to finish up all of mccoy next year have you got any story that you really, you just never, ever want to put on, but one that we haven't reviewed yet that you think your opinion might change on? You know, Is there any story that sort of lurks in the back of your mind of, oh, dear, I'm dreading when we do that? Or Yes, yeah, there's a couple. Which one? Yeah, there's a couple. <laughs> there's um, A Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol, yeah. Yeah. Um, there is The Next Doctor. Oh, what? The um, David Morrissey one? The David Morrissey one, yep. Mm. Um, and I think probably from Classic Who, probably, I don't know, probably Underworld. Oh, <laughs> um, oh ser- no. I think that's Series 15. So that one... Um, uh, that was so far in the back of my mind, I'd almost blocked out completely <laughs> Underworld. I'd forgotten all about that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah all about next- you. Oh, well, yeah, that Underworld... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the, the next Doctor, though. That's the last Christmas special I can remember watching with, like, all the family. Okay. <laughs> I remember, and the reason I remember that is because um, normally you know, they all talk all over it and I get annoyed and I watch it later. And then um, 
for some reason that one they seem to more people seem to be watching it like i remember my dad's really liking the giant cyber whatever he was the huge look like the iron man um so yeah i always think about that with that particular one because after that i just remember well, i didn't even bother trying to watch it because just the whole family just zoned out of it gone <laughs> yeah but, so yeah so have we not reviewed the next doctor i thought we had nope oh gosh nope it's the uh i think <clears throat> it's the only uh, no that we've got two of the specials the david tennant specials we've not done we've not done the waters of mars and we've not done the next doctor blimey i was sure we'd done waters of mars good job we got this spreadsheet yeah yep yep yeah. so yeah no there's a few i mean yeah that space pirates which thankfully hardly exists <laughs> um <laughs> have we done uh what's that trout one I d- the dominators we've done that yeah yeah we've done that one yeah there's a couple yeah yeah there's a couple yeah there's a <laughs> It's going to be uh, thankfully we've got yeah thankfully we've got Curse of the Black Spot out of the way because that is another one I don't know why ah, that particular yeah. just oh that's just such a bore fest <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a few in there mate there, there's a few that are not terrible bangers. not bad but just not ones that I don't think yeah we're not normally in the mood for watching or reach for most of the time yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so yeah we've got actually we've got our talking of plans and stuff we've got pretty much all of next year. In fact, we have. We've got all of next year already planned out. Yeah, Gary has been a very busy boy. Um, I, I hadn't even noticed that the 2021 tab had appeared at the bottom of the page and, yeah, mapped out a, a cracking schedule for next next year. Oh, yeah. uh, looking at that, there is some there is some great stuff on there, actually. There is some uh, great stuff. It's yeah, going to be talking, sad, uh, though. Why? It's going to be sad next year because... Oh, I know why. Yeah, so just past the middle of next year, we would have finished all of the Sarah Jane adventures. Yeah, I know. Which is sad. We would have finished all of McCoy's season. Well, Alex Steady season. We would have finished all of McCoy's era, which is also sad. And then we'll also be pretty much done with Matt's era as well. I mean, we, we would have finished up Tenant's era next year and pretty much done with Matt as well, bar a couple of stories. Blimey. so yeah it's going to be we're going to be saying goodbye to um to a few things next year yeah well it's inevitable we'll just have to start all over again because like you said opinions <laughs> change yeah. i'm sure there are stories in fact i know there are stories that we've reviewed that um perhaps less favorably that i've watched since and thought oh actually no, i quite enjoyed that um there's a Hartnell one recently wasn't there that we didn't think was particularly good uh which one was it the crusade was it no not Crusade. The one where he's all jovi, jovial and happy. And oh, is and that, that the Aztecs? No, or no, no. The like Romans. The, the Romans, yes, the Romans, I think. Yeah. And I watched it again recently. I was thinking, oh, I was quite enjoying this. It's quite good fun, but I think I've slayed it at the time. So <laughs> depends what mood you're in sometimes, doesn't it? <laughs> it does, mate. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. depends what mood. But yeah, some cracking stuff for next year. Indeedy. Yes. Get this horrible 2020 out of the way. Yeah, 2020 can do one, mate, to be fair. Yeah, it's a write-off. It's a write-off, yeah. Well, hopefully we're here to keep you smiling. Huh? In Doctor Who fandom, which is equally, in some respects, can do one <laughs> this year. <laughs> so we have got some news and merch to go through, and then we're on to our review of the Sarah Jane Adventures with Death of the Doctor, which is going to be good, because I know you've seen this one, and I haven't. Well, I have yeah, now, that's right, but, yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I was going to say, I hope it. you have now, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's going to be good. Um, but before that, you've been up to anything who this week? 
Uh, a little bit, a little bit of who. I managed to get in a bit of a big finish. I listened to, because it was actually inspired a bit by, I think we were chatting about Susan, weren't we, the other week? Um, and I thought, I suddenly remembered that I'd only listened to some of, you know, they did that Susan's War, um, which oh, was yeah. uh, Karen yep. Ford and William Russell. And I suddenly remembered that I hadn't finished that off. I thought, so I listened to the next story in that, which was called Uncertain Shore, um, which was enjoyable. Um, William Russell wasn't in this one. It was just a, a Susan story. Um, but it's Sousa later on. Um, so, yeah, it was good. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I had the o- o- Ogrons, am I saying it right? Ogrons in it. You know, the ones that talk like this, no complications. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, yeah. They were in it, uh, which was nice. So, yeah, that was that was pretty good. Um, Carolyn Ford's really good on uh, Big Finish. I, I, I still find the character of Susan really interesting. I And it's funny, we've talked about whether they should explore more about who or what she is but I, I love her, actually the fact she's a bit of an enigma susan so kind of hoping that they don't but yeah so i listened to that i've been reading a bit more of title victorious king fallen the dead uh, it's such a short book i should have <laughs> finished it in a day but I, I read a couple of chapters every night and i'm really enjoying that i can't remember if you picked that up yet i have but i've not started it yeah it's I, yeah. it's good actually it is a uh, so i'm about halfway through or just nearly halfway through it is a really short book, such an easy little read. Uh, I think you're going to like that. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's very enjoyable so far. I really like it. Uh, and the only other thing I've done is I, and I won't be doing this anytime soon. I won't be doing this again anytime soon because we were talking about the Dalek sets the other week, the B&M Dalek sets. We went to get the grocery shopping <laughs> a couple of days ago, two days ago, and across the road is a B&M. And I thought, well, you know, other half can go and get all the pizzas and you know all the fruit and veg stuff we need. Yeah, you know, that, that that and I'll just nip over the road and just see if they got them dark sets. Mate, it was heaving. Apps. I I mean I, I I should have learned from the last time we were in lockdown, but I didn't. Um, they had no one control. We are supposed to be in lockdown, right? Supposed <laughs> so, to be. Yep. Yeah. So you know I've got a mask on. I wander in. Legitimate reasons for being out because we're getting our weekly shop. Um, it was packed, mate. Honestly, I walked in and I couldn't even get down the aisles. And I thought, I've got to get out. This is ridiculous. And no one controlling numbers. The shop is literally heaving with people. No one is. There's no distancing. I thought, this is horrible. It, it made me so anxious. that I, I just, I, I should have learned for the last time I went in B&M during lockdown. So I, I, I sort of went to the shelf, quickly looked. No, they haven't got anything. And I was straight out of there. But uh, I won't be doing that again because it was... it. I'm, you know, joking aside, it was horrible. Mm-hmm. It's just so many people. I thought, what is going on? Where are the, why are they not controlling this? This is terrible. Um, so as much as I want those Dalek sets, <laughs> I won't be going to be an empty. I'm just going to, I'm just going to get them from eBay or something. I, I honestly can't put myself through that again. It was horrific. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was a mistake. That was <laughs> I don't think yeah, mistakes were I, made, but mistakes were made, but yeah. I, I don't think, um, those Dalek sets, I think they've been pushed back anyway. I don't don't even know when they're going to get them. You know, the Remembrance set and the 12th and Davros set. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think they're even going to... Because they were due to get them beginning of this month, but I think they've gone back. So Yeah, yeah. so be, yeah, another disastrous trip to B&M. When will I learn? Oh, mate. When yeah. will I learn? But the only other thing I've done is I did manage to get a bit of filming done this week, so I've got a new vid coming out, uh, looking at the new Doctor Who calendars which I know you're not a fan of, so don't go leaving a thumbs down. Because I know, <laughs> I know you don't like the uh, 
the it's the classic one you don't like, isn't it? You don't like the cover. Um, I'm not sure because they. I think that I've seen two versions for next year. Oh, okay. I've seen two. Oh. Yeah, one of them looks pretty good. The other one looks awful. Mm. I think. Well, one have of, a look at the have yeah. a look at the vid and see what you think. Because I I must admit I saw the cover. I think it's the one you didn't like, and I thought, hmm. Um, and I, now I've got it in hand. I the cover, yeah, not not great, but I love the stuff inside. Like it's done like a sort of comic strip style. That's the one. Uh, yeah, that and I, I really like. I really like it. But oh, yeah, okay. see what you think when you. I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll grow on you, or maybe it won't. Mm. I'll <laughs> have to give a, have to give another one of your videos a thumbs down. Oh no! What a shame. <laughs> I keep seeing this thumbs down. I think it's Gary. I know it's Gary. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i got that today i've got to finish editing that up today so it's, yeah that's what i've been up to just a little bit of that but uh, what about yourself oh nice good uh not too much doctor who um because uh i'm not gonna lie mate the old uh my new xbox arrived this week oh the old xbox yeah series Is it x big? no not really so it looks massive no it's not really oh not really I think in the pictures it looks quite big, but it does look like the size of a radiator or some sort of um, yeah, it's not some, some sort of air purifier. Yeah, it's not. No, it's not too big. It's all okay. good. Yeah, so I've been on that obviously quite a lot. Um, so I haven't done too much, but I have done. I have watched some extra Who. So after I watched the uh, Death of the Doctor episode for Sarah Jane, I thought, yeah, it's just another. It's just another, we say this every time about Matt, but every time we watch Matt, he just goes up another little notch yeah. up on the, um, up on the coolness factor and just how amazing he is. So I went back and watched some of his stuff afterwards. So I watched the 11th hour classic. We haven't done that, um, all together yet. We, the only, we've done a commentary on it, That's but, right, but we yeah. haven't done a review. So, uh, we'll, we'll leave our thoughts for that. Uh, and then I watched the beast below, I was going to watch Victory of the Daleks after that, but everything's Daleks at the moment, so I gave that a skip. I yeah. actually went on to one that I haven't seen in bloody ages, mate, which is The Vampires of Venice. Oh, no, I haven't watched that for ages. Yeah, like a long time. We reviewed it back in episode 86, which would have been, I don't know, like early 2015. Blimey. Our review for that, yeah. So I've not watched that in ages. So I watched that and then Amy's Choice, which we reviewed even longer than that, back in episode 37, so 2014. So, yeah, I had a bit of a Matt Smith um, binge, which was really nice because I just sat there. I was in front of the TV. I just watched the 11th hour, had a cup of tea, and I thought, yeah, I'm just going to keep going because Matt's so good. He mm. is good. Even in a story that's not so good, he's always good. Yes, exactly that, yeah. So I thought, yeah, you know. And also we've uh, we've had a bit of a, a – our love's been rekindled a little bit for some of the moth stuff as well. So it all kind of, mm. all kind of fit together. Fitted together nicely since um, – our review from last week. So yeah, so done a bit of um, done a bit of uh, watching of Who as well, and um, and that's pretty much it, mate, for my Doctor Who this week. The only one Matt couldn't save was for me was uh, Nightmare in Silver. Ooh. It's the only one I think that springs to mind where Matt just couldn't save that for me. <laughs> just oh. even even yeah, just couldn't. I don't think that's ever gonna. That's never gonna be one that I change my opinion on that. Yeah, has that left a scar, that one? That has left yeah. a scar, yeah. Oh, mate. That was quite late on, though. When was that? That was quite late on in oh, Matt's yeah, run, Oh, yeah, Series it? 7, isn't it? Series 7, oh, yeah. Oh, it's got those annoying... Oh, even thinking about it, it's got those <laughs> annoying brats in it. And oh. Matt doing the sort of double 
what was the thing called that he was the mr you know he had that thing on his, on face. his face oh yeah. yeah yeah mr something or other mm-hmm. he had to keep switching between characters and Clara just taking charge with the big old gun. Oh, God. No, oh, no, no. Come on, we're on a good vibe at the minute we're on with, a good vibe, with yeah. Matt and, and the moth, so let's keep that yeah. going. Let's not talk about some of the um, atrocities that have been committed. Yeah, Series 5, though, some good stuff in that. Yes, in that's very stuff. good. Yeah. Yeah. Indeedy, yes. Yeah, so that's been us for the week. Uh, before we crack on with the show, remember you can subscribe to our show on whatever podcast app you get your podcasts on. Just do a search of the Big Blue Box podcast or head over to the website, bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. You can listen to all of our shows on there. Plus, you can link off to the various social networks as well. We're on those. Uh, Just give us a like and a follow. We chat Doctor Who throughout the week and we have a free Discord server as well. There's a link on the website to that. Come and hang out and chat Doctor Who with other Who fans. It's all good over there. And remember to check out my co-host channel over on YouTube, The Geek's Handbag. Yes. Should be a new vid up any day now. Indeedy, yes. Yeah. Oh, I love a new Geeks handbag vid. <laughs> well, I'm still trying to get used to that new editing software. <laughs> it oh, takes, Jesus takes me forever at the minute. I'm just like, oh, but yeah, I'll, I'll get into grips with it. Ah, oh, Jesus. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, so check out Adam's channel, The Geeks Handbag. And Adam's on the socials too. Under the same name, The Geeks Handbag. That's it. Go and give him a like and a follow. Over there, right, so let's land to the old girl and do some news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, it's one of those weeks, buddy, where we have to kick off with some some sad news. Oh, no. I bloody hate kicking off with sad news. Jeffrey Palmer, who most of us will know after a very, very long career in television and film, has sadly passed away, left us at the age of 93. Uh, We mention this because obviously Jeffrey Palmer is not one of those guys that appeared in an episode of Doctor Who, but was in a few. Mm, uh, a a few stories over the years going right back to the classic years Uh, he was first in uh, Doctor Who and the Silurians Mm. back in the 70s then went on to play um, uh, a couple of years later went on to play the administrator in the mutants oh yeah yep then went on to play um uh, the role that's probably newer fans would know him for, um, played the captain in Voyage of the Damned. Yes. The uh, Tennant and Kylie uh, story. Uh, yeah, so he's he's been in a few um, stories of Doctor Who over the years. Like I said, a really long career. I think a lot of people would know him for, um, uh, he was in things like As Time Goes By, like my oh, parents. That's it. Yeah, my mum watched that. I was uh, trying to think of the name, yeah. Back in the day and... Um, uh, I think even earlier, the rise, uh, the fall and rise of Reginald Perrin. Yes, another classic yeah. TV show here in the UK. So don't forget butterflies. Oh, butterflies! Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> and yeah. No, what? Yeah, very yeah. old. And uh, he wouldn't be an actor who appeared in classic Who without appearing in obviously one of the two um, stories back in the day. This one being Zed Cars. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So classic Who, a lot. Well, ninety-nine percent of the actors who appeared in any episode of Classic Who would have also appeared in either Zed Cars or Dixon of Doc Green. <laughs> yeah. And um, and uh, Mr. Palmer appeared in Zed Cars. So, yeah, a, a really long career. And it's a, 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 another just crappy bit of news for 2020. Um, but had uh, a very good long career and um, 
and uh, a good old innings at 93 as well. So, um, yeah, we say goodbye to Jeffrey Palmer, unfortunately. Yeah, he popped up in loads. Of, he's just one of those actors, isn't he? he? He's been in so many shows over the years, in big parts, little parts. So, yeah, yeah, sad news. Mm. Right, going on to happier news. Uh, somebody is going to win a VIP tour of the Doctor Who set in Cardiff. Uh, and it's all in uh, aid of children in need. Uh, so the lucky winner will be drawn from a list of entries. Uh, and it's available to those in the UK only. Uh, basically, what you have to do is text um, the word doctor in capitals to 81155, which will donate £10 to children in need. There is an option to opt out of that £10, I think, if I'm understanding this right. So you can just text if you want to be entered. Is that right, Gary? Is that, is that's that, correct, is yeah. The way it's worded, I'm, I believe that's what it means. Uh, the visit will take place as soon as it's safe to do so. Um, and the winner will also get a personal video call from the current doctor, Jodie Whittaker and Mandip Gill. Uh, as well as that, you receive a host of exclusive Doctor Who merchandise. Well, some of which is going to be signed by the cast. So a fantastic prize. Um, a really, really good prize, actually, and a great cause. Uh, so get your texts in. Don't opt out. Donate £10. It's you know definitely worth it. It's a, whenever I watch these... Um, children need videos you know the the, the cause and, and you see where the money goes it genuinely is a great cause uh you must be 18 or over to enter and the prize draw will close at 2 p.m on monday the 23rd of november now that's a it's an interesting date isn't it i wonder why that sounds familiar <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so it's, that sounds good uh, the winner will be randomly selected and notified by phone on Tuesday the 24th. Blimey, they're not messing around, are they? So it closes the 23rd. 24th, you'll get that call. So be standing by your phone. Because uh, that is a great prize, actually. VIP yeah. tour and lots of goodies. Personal phone video call. Amazing. Yep. Yeah, that would be an awesome prize, yeah. A yeah. trip to Cardiff in itself is very cool. But yeah. to get a trip, a tour around the set would be awesome. So, yeah. And just to clarify what Adam was saying. So when you text the word doctor, you then have... Uh, a sum of £10 that will leave your account later on. So it won't be straight away. So when you text the word doctor, you don't then get £10 taken off. So what they give you, they give you an hour. So once you've texted in, you then get uh, one hour to text the word cancel. And if you text the word cancel, that will then stop that £10 from coming out. But you have to do it within 60 minutes of texting. After that, they'll take that um, that £10, which is an as Adam said, all in a, towards a good cause. Um, and just to obviously recap on the T's and C's as well, because I don't want anybody thinking that if, if they text afterwards, after the 23rd of November, which is the shut-off time at 2pm, uh, if they do that afterwards, I don't want people thinking, oh, the Big Blue Box podcast said, we, you know, we can, we can do it. So just to clarify, the draw closes at 2pm, Monday the 23rd. And the important bit is... Please do not enter after that time, as your entry won't count, but you'll still be charged. That's the important right. thing. Yeah. So after 2 p.m., Monday the 23rd, that's it closed. So don't enter after that. But it is a cracking prize. So encourage everybody to do that and raise some decent money as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, sorry, yeah, I was going to clarify the number as well. Uh, so you have to text the word doctor to 81155. There you go. Right, moving on to some news about Series 13. Which what? We've been, Series yeah. 13 news? 
Oh. Indeedy. Yeah, so we've been... Uh, yeah, this is why the barrel's gone, mate. Because over the past few months, we've known... Not, well, yeah, we've known nothing around what's going to happen with Series 13, if it's going to be canned, postponed. We, we, have, we had no idea. But the BBC, those folks over at the Beeb have actually announced that filming has now begun or picked up on Series 13, and they want to ram home the fact that it's the 39th series of Doctor Who since it began in 1963. So, and there is some... Some, I wouldn't say it's big news, but there's a slight change to previous uh, series since it came back. But anyway, the 13th Doctor is on her way back with Jodie Whittaker once again reprising the role as the Doctor. But next season's run will be curtailed to just eight episodes due to current restrictions over COVID-19. Oh. So with safety protocols in place, the Doctor Who team are now filming under strict industry and government guidelines to ensure the safety of all cast and crew. Due to the added time and protocols required, the team will be completing a total of eight episodes rather than the usual 11. So that's the big news. We're not going to get 11 anymore. They're going to chop it down a little bit to eight. And uh, showrunner, the old chip bag, has said it's the strangest of years. The Doctor Who production team have worked wonders to get the show back into production. We're thrilled to be back making the show. Given the complexity of making Doctor Who and with new and rigorous COVID working protocols, it's going to take us a little longer to film each episode, meaning we expect to end up with eight rather than the usual 11. But rest assured, the ambition, humour, fun and scares you expect from Doctor Who will all still be firmly in place. For everyone around the world, this is a challenging period but the Doctor never shriek, uh, shirks from a challenge. Which is great. That's great to hear. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, we were in the dark pretty much about what was happening with this series and we had no idea. I mean, it still doesn't say when Series 13 is going to land, if it's going to be at some point next year or if they're going to um, put it back to 2022. We're not sure. But it's great news. Uh, And then very quickly, Matt Strevens, who's the exec producer, says, we are so thrilled to have unlocked the TARDIS, dusted down the Sonic, and be able to start filming again for the next series of Who. The amazing production team, crew and cast have worked wonders to get us shooting again. In these challenging times, it's going to be as fun-filled and action-packed as ever, with plenty of surprises. Uh, So, yeah, that's the... um, that's the dealio dude on series 13. So nothing crazy to talk about in terms of um, episode titles or storylines. We still don't know anything around that. But what do you think to the eight episodes versus the standard 10 or 11? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a shame. But man, I'm just pleased. I'm just glad we're getting eight, to be honest with you. Uh, it, genuinely, I mean, like, it's... I did think this is going to be massively delayed. I had, I had visions of this rolling onto the 60th and just, you know. So the fact that they are back filming, I think, is great. Yes, it's a shame um, that, the you know, the episode count has dropped from 10 to 12, uh, 10 to 8, sorry, because it does feel like every series gets shorter at the minute. Um, it's just one of those things. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm taking from this. I'm just grateful we're, we're still getting, I think, eight's still a good number of episodes you know if it was going down to like sherlock three or four i think then i'd be like oh man but i think eight's still a good healthy number it's yeah we'd like more but i'm i'm just happy that there's filming to be honest with you and we're going to get something something's on the way it does make me wonder though uh, what like which stories you know once this is all done and the 
series is out there where we get to learn about the the stories that never made it or the the ones that were cut because you know they would have been written i would assume by now because we're we're that far into you know the production process those stories there must have been stories that the chibbers has decided yeah i'm afraid that one's gonna have to be dropped and so i hope we find out about those at some point and maybe they can become target books or something because you know i'm always interested in stuff like that like that remember when stephen fry had started writing the doctor who and that never happened and so it'd be interesting if we find out which stories didn't make it to screen like the lost the lost whitaker years um <laughs> that never quite made it i hope we do find out uh somewhere down the line but yeah I'm, I'm i don't know about you but i'm happy with eight i mean it's a shame but it's it's still a good set of episodes isn't it it's not not a disaster no not at all mate and no. i've got two things on my mind with this the first one is i actually don't mind this being eight episodes dude mm-hmm. i honestly don't mind that at all because um if you look at the mandalorian that's uh, both seasons of that are only eight episodes and they yeah, got, true, a, yeah. they got a ton of storytelling done in those, those yeah. eight shows. It just, it just focuses you a bit more to include the stuff that you actually want to. I mean, there is the other argument that even with eight episodes, are we going to get any filler apps? Hopefully not. But the okay. fact that they've had to trim this down a little bit, hopefully suggests that they've looked at all the storylines and thought, right, let's let's pick what we feel are the strongest ones because if we've got like say 11 12 13 storylines in the bucket which ones are the strongest so hopefully we'll get like the best of what series 13 would have been if it would have been 11 episodes which is cool so i honestly don't mind that at all and the other thing is that when the box set comes out if it's going to be 40 50 pounds i will be annoyed yeah, I thought exactly the same thing. I thought you better not, we better not get another fifty quid box set with even less episodes. But that would not surprise me at all. Um, yeah, just going back to quickly what you were saying about yeah the quality. I think a lot of people are assuming that that they will have picked the eight strongest episodes. You'd like to think that. Um, I'm the sort of pessimist in me is thinking no, they will have selected the eight that they're easiest to shoot with COVID in place. So I I'm sure there's an element of the Chibbers wanting to pick the eight strongest, but I think also the, the main consideration when he's picked these eight is going to be, well, which ones can we actually film uh, with COVID restrictions in place? So I, I don't know. I, the quality thing still worries me slightly. <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> to be a downer, but it does. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, like you said, it would be nice to think that we're going to get eight, really cracking episodes um in series 13 i certainly hope so yeah it's fingers crossed anyway we get some we get a belter of a series yeah which would be good and, and obviously we know that the the upcoming festive special is still all ready and done as well i assume it's nearly ready um and will be upon us um at some time around christmas or new year's that'll be good yeah it'll be good and at least it hasn't got daleks in it because there's daleks everywhere oh wait oh hold on <laughs> <laughs> more blimmin' Daleks. Oh, Nick Briggs is just sat there rubbing his hands. Oh, Daleks. <laughs> no, I am. I, I jest. I am looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure there's going to be more to it than Daleks. We hope. Yes. We flipping hope so. Right, bud, that's news. Let's uh, let's have a look over at Merch Corner Ooh. and see what Dalek Tat has, has given us this week. Merch Corner. Merch Corner. Merch 
corner. It's a bit rubbish, but it's pretty. It's very pretty. Well, there you are, young man. What do you think of that now, eh? A Viking helmet. I know, it's on the telly. It's everywhere. I don't know whether to be impressed or disgusted. I work in a shop now, here to help. Careful with those. Oh, blimmin' Ecky, just those figurines are fragile. He just plonks them on the off the tray like that. God, no wonder they end up smashed. I just don't know anymore, mate. You've got to rein him in. He's getting cheekier by the day, that Dalek tap. I just don't know why I bother. <laughs> Saved him as well. <laughs> it's maybe it's because you didn't give it. Weren't you going to give him a new paint? Weren't you going to paint him? Yeah, but then <laughs> he started. Yeah, then he started misbehaving as usual. Oh, the only thing he's going to get is a backhand, mate. Another one. Oh, oh, yeah. He's going to get a swift one anyway. Thank you, I suppose. But the first thing on the tray, um, which I thought he'd be happier about, is the Daleks are getting their own um, restored, uh, digitally restored um, uh, bookazine. <laughs> uh, bookazine? Which they're weirdly calling it. Yeah, so Doctor Who magazine presents the Daleks. And I'll be honest, mate, I know we've had a bit of... I, I feel like we're suffering from a bit of Dalek fatigue right now. Yeah. Because every single thing seems to be involving the Daleks. Um, however, this does look very, very cool. So first published in TV Century 21, back in 1965, ran for a couple of years through to 67, the Daleks was devised, as we know, by Terry Nation. And um, the collector's edition has got every single instalment from that magazine. So all 104 installments and they've all been digitally remastered and the vast majority of those remasters have come from the original artwork which amazingly is still wow. still around which is great so the bookazine <laughs> also includes new features about writers illustrators and the publishers who created the original daleks comic strips and um, including a detailed interview with artist ron turner the editor of the bookazine Marcus Hearn says, this is the fulfilment of a long-held ambition. I loved this strip as a child, and now having seen the stunning restoration by Doctor Who magazine art editor Perry Godbold and her team, I admire it even more. You can't really say the Daleks has been restored to its former glory, because I think it now looks better than it ever looked before. Which is amazing. I think this looks really good, dude. Um, so... I'm not going to give you the next bit of spiel about where you can buy it because I looked into this this morning and it is sold out everywhere. Brilliant. So unless you can find it in a newsstand somewhere, I think your best bet, because it does say that it's on price, uh, it's on sale at WH Smith and selected supermarkets from the 11th of November, which was yesterday. We're recording on Thursday the 12th. Uh, unless they've got any left, if you just wander into a Sainsbury's or an Asda or something, and they've got any left, absolutely pick it up definitely pick it up because these are going to go and have gone really quickly and i assume that in years to come these will be quite rare so i would i would grab this if you see it um, you can also get it from forbidden planet but they are sold out right now uh, you can get it from uh, a place called newsstand.co.uk they're sold out right now um, the only place you can get it and i know you're going to hate this mate is you can get it as a digital edition Ugh. from the from the website pocketmags.com um and that will set you back 8.99 but the regular print edition will cost you 9.99 um 
<laughs> but yeah, this looks awesome, dude. Are you up for this? It does look awesome. It does look amazing. I want it now. Uh, yeah, it looks <laughs> great. I love it. I love the uh, old sort of style of comic, uh, Dalek comics. So yeah, it just looks great. Really, really um, well try and pick this up. Definitely. Definitely. Right, the other thing that Dalek tapped through down, <laughs> which uh, is quite a delicate thing actually, is a Doctor Who TARDIS console collection from those guys at Eagle Moss slash Hero Collector. <laughs> uh, so this is a set that features the first, fourth, uh, as in the wooden console for uh, five Doctors and twelfth Doctor console figurines that they did. Um, I own all four of these. I have to say they are lovely especially that 12th Doctor one. Um, it really is, when that arrived, it's it's beautiful. The picture doesn't really do it justice because it, it doesn't have a glass tube like the other ones do, um, which a lot of people were a bit miffed about. But I'll tell you, in hand, it's a beautiful thing. Um, so you've got the 5th Doctor console as well, which is really nice, and the 1st Doctor console. The wooden one's a strange one because it has this little, uh, has this little sort of handlebar at the top, and it's really hard to get one to arrive without that arriving smash it's so delicate that little frame on the top of that console but it's a, yeah it's a really nice set these were available individually they were around 20 25 quid each i think uh when they first come out but you can get this whole bundle for 68 pounds 72 it's a weird price isn't it exact exact maths mate uh, yeah so yep. yeah there's a there's obviously a <laughs> Obviously, a bit of a special offer going on to get these four sets. So if you want some TARDIS consoles, and they are very, very nice, I must admit. They look great on display. Um, yes, you can pick them up now as a bundle for 68.72. Any of those consoles you like the look of, my friend? I know you won't be buying them, but any of those you wouldn't mind having on your shelf? Yeah, I um, I really like them all. I really do you? like. No, you don't. Do you? Do you? No, I do. Yeah, I really like them all. They look... Oh, I didn't think you'd like these. They look you? really good. I particularly like... And this is going to sound weird, but I particularly like the Fifth Doctor's um, console. It does look very cool. And I also like the um, First Doctor console. Yeah. Looks very yeah, good. Yeah, they're nice. They, they were, um, FP did have them individually uh, reduced. don't know if they still have, but if anyone's listening and they might want to check FP, mm. just type in TARDIS console, because they were reduced to like, Thirteen ninety nine, I think some of these individually if you just want to pick them up uh, one or two but if you want the whole lot the whole shebang get yourself over to shop.eaglemoss.com and have a look yes uh, we might as well wrap the other two bits in the same bit of merch as well um, oh what was that was there more I there was see. more mate yeah oh oh yeah there's more more oh yeah so from Eagle Moss also we have the Genesis of the Daleks ultimate bundle Oh, gosh, yeah. Which looks amazing. So this is a, a pack where you get... So you know those figurines that Adam just mentioned? They're normally around, what are they like? Um, like just three or so inches high, I think. They're not that tall. Yeah. But Eagle Moss also do these things called the mega statues, which are like really, really tall, like much larger variations on those figurines. So they're doing... you In this bundle, you'll get the mega Genesis Dalek statue which is the kind of very dark grey, almost bluish kind of Dalek figure. You get the um, you get the Parliament Dalek figurine set, which you get 10 of those, 10 Daleks all in that set. You get the Genesis of the Daleks art print, which looks very nice. And yeah, you also, yeah, you also get the Doctor Who Genesis of the Daleks mug in the same 
style, same image print that you would that they also bundle in with this. Now it's a bit pricey this one. Mm. I must admit. So this will set you back £179.67. What? Yes. Um, so this one, it this is gonna rock the old wallet. However, if somebody close to you is struggling to come up with Christmas presents, this could be a good one if you're into this thing. But yeah, so just you do get quite a bit of stuff though. So you get ten you get ten Dalek figurines, which look very good. You get the mega Dalek statue as well, plus your art print and your mug. So yeah, it does look pretty good. So that's going to set you back 180 quid. And then the other one is they're also releasing in the next issue of the standard figurine magazine, 185, is the Sea Devils. Yeah, I love a Sea Devil. <laughs> <laughs> we love a Sea Devil, don't we? Yes. So that's going to be in the next issue. And yeah, these ones, they're it's in... The Warriors of the Deep one, isn't the, it? The Warriors of the Deep version, yeah. So they're more in like the kind of ceremonial slash warrior uh, clothing, aren't they? With the big funny silver crown. It's like you're holding a custard pie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, not quite as good as the Pertwee um, uh, design that he did for the original um, Sea Devils, but the Sea Devils nonetheless. Uh, and uh, yeah, so they did something. They changed up the 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 subscription and stuff, didn't they? For the for the Doctor Who magas, uh, the Eagle Moss figurine collection. Um, they changed the subscription, didn't they? We covered it a little while ago. They were going to stop doing these and then they were going to move to a a subscription thing. Oh, they were just going to stop selling them individually in shops, I believe. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Forbidden Planet, I'm not sure what their plan is for these, but you can still pre-order this from Forbidden Planet. It will cost you £9.50 or you can go to Eagle Moss directly, pay a little bit more, ten ninety nine. Uh, and that will get you that. So anyone that's not picked up these before, you get the you get the magazine, which is, I believe, is quite nice. You've got probably tons of these, dude. Um, they look I have nice. got loads yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah. They're a bit hit and miss. Some of them are great. I have to say. I mean, this one looks all right. I'll definitely pick up the Sea Devil because I love a Sea Devil. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I had a River Soul one recently that was a bit dodge, <laughs> bit, <laughs> bit dodgy. But the thing is, even when they're not so good, I still kind of like them because I like the fact that they're not so good i'm like well that's just terrible but yeah the the monster ones are cracking uh, so yeah i'll pick up a sea devil <laughs> i'll tell you what does look good it's not on the list yet but they are going to do the reaper he's going to be a giant one of the you know when they do the bigger figures the mega they're one, doing yeah. the reaper from um which story is that father's day isn't it and then the big old bat type reacher all oh, those thing. things that fly around the church and yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah they're cool. doing one of those as a big figure and that looks pretty good i think it's going to be about 20 25 quid mm, uh, that's nice. coming out fairly soon that looks pretty decent i'll definitely get one of those nice dude yeah. indeedy okay that's news and merch it's been so nice to talk through plenty of doctor who <laughs> news oh, and merch. makes a change doesn't it yeah it does yes right we're going to move on to our review though for this week which is buddy well sarah jane adventures and this week it's death of the doctor Emergency broadcast. Unit armed forces are converging on this house, Sarah Jane. Right now. I'm sorry, but it's my solemn duty to inform you that your friend, the Doctor, is dead. Don't be stupid. He can't be. Now that is what I call a base. Oh, weep for him, peoples of the Earth. Mourn his loss. For the universe feels darker tonight. It's Joe Grant, 
Wow, it's a long time since I've been called that. Deeper, the sleep of memories. They want you and Joe. This whole thing's a trap. He's coming. The memory weave is ready. Run! Doctor! Sarah Jane, try to think of something else. I can't. Neither can I. They've done things beyond your wildest dreams. You just sucked into another planet. And met creatures beyond your darkest nightmares. This whole thing's a trap. No! Stop them! Run! They're my friends. Yes! What a team. And they're about to face the biggest adventure of their lives. Your friend, the Doctor, is dead. Doctor! Nothing's going to make me miss this. Watch the Sarah Jane Adventures next Monday and Tuesday at 5.15 on the CBBC channel. Those were the days. BBC, dude. Can you believe it? Yeah, those were the days, buddy. Yeah. Yep. So the death of the Doctor. The, um, as usual, with all the Sarah Jane adventures, all two-parters, the first one went out on the 25th of October 2010, and then it was followed up the next day on the 26th. And this was written by Russell T. Davis, directed by Ashley Way. Stars the usual Sarah Jane team uh, with a little bit of a little bit of Luke Smith in there. Oh yeah, but mainly Clyde Rani and Sarah Jane. This one we have a slightly bigger cast. Uh, obviously, Matt Smith as the Doctor. Uh, Katie Manning is back as uh, Joe um, Joe Jones in this one, and mm. uh, we have a few other people as well littered around. And the story. Synopsis is roughly, uh, the Doctor has been declared as dead. And uh, old companion Sarah Jane and Joe Grant meet for the first time and join forces to discover the actual truth. As an interstellar conspiracy gathers around Unit, Clyde finds he holds the fate of the Time Lord in his hand, quite literally. Yeah. So, I know that you've been looking forward to doing this, bud. I have. Because I know this is one of the SJA stories you've seen. Yeah, it's one of the few ones I've seen, yeah. yeah. So, what are your thoughts on this one, dude? Yeah, I mean, what, what, a, what a dream team to have Katie Manning, uh, Liz Sladen and Matt Smith in a CBeebies production, which I just think it's brilliant. Um, yeah, I watched this. There's not many Sarah Jane episodes I've seen before, and I've, I've that up until now has been a plus because it's been lovely to have new things to see that I've never seen before. This one I had watched before um, and I really enjoyed it back whenever it was that I watched it. I mean, this was what, 2010, did you say? I, I'm guessing mm-hmm. I watched it when it first aired. I can't remember because I didn't buy the box set for quite some time after the series finished. So I have a feeling I might have watched it when it went out. I don't know, but I definitely have seen this before. I remember thinking it was a lot of fun. Um, I haven't watched it since i watched it um because obviously we when we started reviewing them i bought the box set and wanted to watch them in order so this is the first time i've watched it since then and uh it was just as much fun as i remembered it's um you can tell that rtd is having a ball writing for these three um but the thing is the rest of the cast are great as well like the you know the sarah jane gang don't take a back seat in this at all they, they they're brilliantly written you know, the way that they care for Sarah in the first episode when she, although she, she just refuses to believe the doctor's dead, but the way that they comfort her throughout that first episode is, is beautiful. Um, and then obviously Matt coming into it. I love that whole thing at the end of episode one, when Clyde's 
twisting and morphing between him and Matt. It's done really well and it's funny and it's great. Um, and the whole cast are just great in this. Uh, I just, it's a bit of a love letter to Doctor Who. I mean, you can tell it's written by RTD. It's, it's funny. It's got action sequences in it. Uh, Katie and, and Liz Sladen are brilliant together. They're so much fun on screen. And as you said, throw Matt Smith into that mix and you've got an absolutely winner of an episode. I, I just thought it was a lot of fun. Nice, simple story. It's just, you know, bearing in mind it was written for CBBC. It's a very simplistic story, but it's a fun story. I, I think it's a, a great little two-parter. And it's, uh, there's so much in there as well. So many classic Doctor Who clips thrown in. There's so many little references f- for Doctor Who fans to pick up on. Um, I just see it as a a real heartwarming two-parter. I, I love it. The only thing I'm worried about is that we might have bigged it up too much. See, I'm interested to hear what you think of this because I'm hoping we haven't built it up too much and you, you, I'm hoping you weren't disappointed because it's just a nice, simple story. I just think it's it's beautifully written. But over to you. What did you think? First time watching it as well. Yes. Were you, yeah. Did we big it up too much? Um, no, I don't think so. Um, the only, Good. yeah. So you had said that you had seen it before and, um, you, you thought it was a great story. Some of our, um, listeners have said how, how good a story it is. So yeah. I knew going into it that it was a, a well known and well loved story. And, uh, I, I can't disagree mate, with any of that. It's, oh, um, good. it's just a wonderful, wonderful piece of, of Doctor Who. And it's, um, and I say that because it's obviously a bit of a Doctor Light story. It's not even a Doctor Who story. I shouldn't label it as that. No. You know, no. let's um, let's give credit where it's due. This is a proper Sarah Jane adventure story, but it comes across as a bit of a Doctor Light story. This could be inserted into an, a, a series of the actual show and would fit just perfectly. It just works. And they kind of did that with School Reunion, didn't they, with Sarah Jane? Yeah, yeah. And it, so it, well, it absolutely works. And the fact that Russell T Davis wrote this one, the script is just beautiful. It's just, this is why I love Russell as, as, as a writer, not just for who, but in general, he's just, he just has a natural, just gift and a knack of just writing dialogue so beautifully mm. between characters. And yeah, it, it's just, it's such a good story. And, um, and one thing I, the only thing that I was thinking about before I started watching it was, I hope it's not too fan servicey, if right, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Because we do have that with, um, with pop culture a lot, you know, when we bring back characters from, from a long time ago and stuff like that. So an example that leaps to mind is the solo film from Star Wars, which is a great Star Wars film. It's a, it was, yeah, you know, I, I really liked Solo. Yeah but it was very fan servicey. Like there was lots of things in there that admittedly could, didn't need to be in there, but they just threw it in there because fans wanted to see it. So I get that. So I was, I was hoping it wasn't going to be like this. I was hoping that, um, that they were going to do something with, um, with Katie Manning. I was hoping she wasn't there just as a quick cameo, like, Oh, hi. Yes, I'm here because I was one of the previous companions, you know, bye. So I'm really glad they actually did something with, with Katie Manning and stuff. And, uh, and it wasn't fan servicey at all. It was a really good, they kept true to the Sarah Jane story and what was going on. It was definitely 
although Matt Smith was there, I didn't feel like he just took over the show. I didn't feel like he um, took the the shine or the limelight away from Sarah Jane and and um, and Clyde and Ronnie and so on. So just it was just a great, real good balance, wasn't it? Of um of all those things coming together. So and it's not it's not easy to do. I don't think it's an easy thing to because they did it fairly fairly decently didn't they with the wedding of sarah jane smith yeah i was thinking that yeah was yeah. that written by rtd or was that written by some is that phil ford uh, it wasn't rtd that one yeah i think it, it might have been it? yeah oh. um so they did that fairly good with that one that was actually very good so but you can tell that it's it, it's not an easy thing to do because they've only ever done it like how many times have they done a doctor cameo in a spe- um well three times the wedding of Sarah Jane, this one, and then when Capaldi was in the the class opener. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, Not so about that. yeah, yeah. So it's it's very difficult. I would. I'm no expert on writing TV shows, but I would assume it's very difficult to keep the universes separate, but also joined at the same time. If that makes sense. So yeah, I think there's I mean, a fine line you can walk, and I think Sarah Jane done it very well because. They included lots of references to what was going on in Doctor Who. They obviously had cameos from the Doctor as well, and and from other people. So, but they but they, when they brought stuff in from Doctor Who, it didn't derail the show. It was just a nice inclusion, which is what we've done each time. Whereas with Class, I'm not going to go down that road. Class, I felt left Doctor Who behind too much. There wasn't yeah. enough inclusion from everything that was happening in Doctor Who. So, overall, dude. I thought this was a really, really good, solid, super enjoyable, lovely, lovely story from Sarah Jane. Just, yeah, really, really good. So many nice moments. I was going to say, you, the thing is, you can tell that Russell just gets the characters. Because like you said, you, you bring Joe Grant back into it, as now as Joe Jones. Um, and he doesn't just throw her in there as a bit of light relief. She, there's some great comedy moments. Her entrance, for example, is just typical of her like, <laughs> dropping all the stuff and making a noise and then realizing she's, you know, just interrupted the service. But he's not, you know, he's he's thought about where would what would Joe be doing now? You know, where would she be at this point in her life? And he, he gives you that backstory very quickly, doesn't he? That she's been sort of doing these protest marches, going around the world, stuff like that. So you instantly, he brings Joe back up to date, same as he did with Sarah Jane. Where, where would Sarah Jane be at this point in their life? So RTD is just brilliant at doing that. He, I guess because he's a Doctor Who fan, he's just probably been thinking about these things in his mind over the years. Yeah, what would Joe be doing now? You know, oh, I know what she'd be doing. <laughs> and it absolutely fits the character and picks up straight, you know, I mean, she that scene on the planet when she's talking to the doctor because she's really, Joe's really hurt when Sarah accidentally blurt, um, blabs out that the doctor's been to see her. She's like, "What? He's he's come back." She's really hurt that the doctor came back to see Sarah Jane, but he's never come back for her. And that's a lovely moment between those two. The way that you know Sarah Jane tries to comfort her and make excuses for the doctor, but then we get that scene between Joe. And the doctor on the planet where she sort of has to say something. She's like, oh, I'm just a bit disappointed because you said you'd come back. And then that instantly makes me think of the scene of the doctor getting in Bessie and, you know, the third doctor getting in Bessie and driving away. So it takes, picks up straight from that story, really. You go back to Joe Grant sort of saying goodbye to the third doctor. And there she is on the planet 
talking to the eleventh doctor, but it it's uh, like a seamless bridge. You know, you you're you're right in her shoes, thinking, yeah, yeah, I remember that moment. You know, and that little look she gives the doctor as he leaves, and all that sort of stuff. And I just thought that was a beautiful scene as well. Um, Matt is brilliant in that scene when he's just like, oh, you know, you were going down the water rapids in your canoe, whatever. And he, he starts talking about the stuff she's done. And she suddenly realizes that he may not have come back to see it, but he hasn't forgotten her. And he's has been checking in and making sure she's okay. And that is, oh, that scene is just beautiful. And the two of them together, um, you know, just act that scene so well. It's, it's a beautiful moment. And that's the sort, I mean, that is just a typical example of RTD writing, uh, you know, his, his style of writing is just so good like that. You know, it's just a typical RTD, beautifully written scene, isn't it? Totally gets the characters, totally knows what he wants, the, where, where he wants them to be and what should be happening between them. And uh, yeah, another lovely moment. And it's good because Sarah Jane's had her moment uh, when she met the Doctor in School Reunion. And now we get to see another one of my personal favourite companions, Joe Grant. We get to see her have that moment. And it's, uh, like you said, even though this was a CBB show, it just is, to me, it's, as a Doctor Who fan, it's such an important sort of show because it fits in so well with the Doctor Who universe because of moments like this. It's what, what I want to see, you know. Mm-hmm. When, when, you know when you're watching, uh, which story is it uh, Joe leaves in? Is it Green Death? Green um, Death, yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so when you see that you think oh she'll never see him again but then here we are all these years mm-hmm. later and she does see him again and mm-hmm. you know it's lovely so yeah the only thing i wish is um so we got the 10th doctor in the wedding of, of sarah jane we get the 11th doctor in this works brilliantly you get joe grant we've seen the brig appear in sarah jane as well um the only thing that i think is such a shame we never got to see and they mention it at the end of this episode is um sarah jane starts talking about tegan and uh, she mentions Polly and and um, Ian and Barbara. And then she says, oh, and that ace Dorothy woman's been doing a charitable earth. And you think that was, I think RTD was going to do, wasn't he? An episode with Ace and Sarah Jane. And when I watch episodes like this, I just think, oh, how amazing <laughs> would that have been? I really wish that had made it onto screen because, um, yeah, it just would have been great. But I, yeah, going back to this episode, it's just moments like that are, ju- are just superb. And Matt, <laughs> actually, uh, or is it Joe? I can't remember. One of them mentions Metabil- Metabilius 3 and actually says it right. Says it right, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm hoping I've said it right now. I always get paranoid when I mention Metabilius 3. Is it Joe that says it? It's I think Joe. It's Joe. It's Joe yeah. yeah, and I thought, yeah, she says it right. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's Matt that got it wrong in Hyde, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Naughty, needed naughty. Katie, needed yeah. Katie there to tell him how to say it. But yeah, yeah so, so many nice moments like that. We get lots of old clips thrown in as well, um, which I guess you could say is a, a tinsy fan service, but it works so well that you just, it's not in your face or distracting or there for the sake of it. It just fits perfectly in the, in the story. And, you know, it's little jump out your seats moments of like, who can you spot in those quick flashbacks and stuff? You know. Yeah, no, I don't think it was fan servicey at all, really. No, I think it was. No. Uh, I think you needed that because we we had all of the moments in Sarah Jane's flashback and her memory. Yeah, we absolutely yeah. needed to see that from Joe's as well. It's interesting so. you said that Sarah Jane doesn't take a back seat in this as well because she really doesn't. Um, Liz, uh, I mean, we always talk about how strong her performance is, but 
she's amazing in this. Like the, the, at the beginning is when unit turn up and she just storms out the front of her house. She's having none of it. <laughs> she is so strong in her performance throughout this entire episode, you know, as she always is, but she's brilliant in this. She's just, when she's talking about the fact she thinks she would feel something if the doctor was really dead and all that, she's so good in it. You know, she such is, a strong yeah. lead, you know, such a strong lead in the series. Yeah, she is. She's really good, actually, because... She just doesn't take any nonsense, does she? She's so, like, you you would feel safe with Sarah Jane. If I was travelling with Sarah Jane, I'd just know that she'd get the job done. And uh, as much as I love Joe Grant or Joe Jane, she's, you know, she's a bit scatterbrained and clumsy, and she'd be so much fun to hang around with. But at least with Sarah (laughs) Jane, I would just think, yeah, she's not going to take any nonsense. She's going to sort this out. (laughs) She is, yeah. She knows how to handle... <clears throat> she knows how to handle the business exactly she, yeah. she knows, she's just yeah. no nonsense no nonsense exactly and that's what's really cool when unit first turn up she doesn't just go along with it all no she's like uh nope don't think the doctor's dead is he something's going on here and it's really cool because she 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 also doesn't click with you know the whoever the head of unit is at the time uh, I think her name is Colonel Karim, played by Lalia Rouse. I think she was good. She was good, and you can tell there's an immediate standoff. It's not too obvious, as in like, um, is in like a personal thing going on. But Sarah Jane, like, even like the head of unit who turns up, especially at Bannerman Road, to tell her the news, she's like, no, 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 no something's not right here. So she, she kind of goes along with it. And I think she kind of enjoys it. She wants to be, she wants her feeling on it to be challenged because they're telling her that the doctor's dead and they're putting a, a relatively convincing case forward as to, as to his death. And then she's like, no, no. And then she has that moment where she, and you're right, mate, she's brilliant in it because she has that moment where her, her eyes fill up. She has that moment of, is he really dead? Is the doctor dead? And then she snaps out of it. And then she's like, actually, yeah, I'm going to come. I'm going to come to the funeral. Let let me have a look. She's yeah. almost like, I want to see how far you're going to carry this farce on for. You know, she's like, I'm looking forward to it. Let's go. Let's go it's to the funeral. Them. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and also that, like the fact she says that she wouldn't, even if I see the face, she suddenly dawns on her that she might not even know mm-hmm. if it's him. I thought, yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Like, they could show her, here he is. And she'd be like, um, so I thought that was quite interesting as well. Yeah. She wouldn't know. It could be, oh, he's regenerated sort of thing. And she's just going by the gut feeling, isn't she? I'm surely I would know if he'd gone. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of the, the, what, one of the cruxes of the story, I suppose, is that when you take away the top level of it, which is a conspiracy from, um, the giant vulture people. Uh, yeah. Um, when you say the Shansheath, yeah, when you take away that stuff uh, and the, the the conspiracy from the head of unit who's like, she's seen everything there is to see and now these people have promised her that they'll take her away to the stars or whatever planet and and all the rest of it. When you take that away, really it's about the relationship and the, that kind of uh, feeling, that connection that's that will forever be there between somebody that's traveled with the doctor. So that's what it's really about, isn't it? It's around yeah. both. Cause there's that moment when after Joe very comically comes into the funeral or the, the service late 
um, she sits next to Sarah Jane and they have that moment, don't they, where they're like, yeah, I, I haven't felt it either. No, I haven't felt it. And they both of them have kind of got that same realisation that, no, he's not dead because neither of us feel anything. We just feel like nothing. So, And then when they do finally meet the Doctor, like you said, that lovely scene when they get um, switched out from Clyde and on that planet for a while and they go through that lovely scene and Sarah yeah. Jane's expression when she first sees this version of the Doctor because she last saw him as David Tennant's version. So when she sees him, she's like, she's like dumbfounded just for a second. She's like, can't believe it. And then Matt Smith, again, being brilliant, as we all know, he's like, hello. And, and all <laughs> he that. fits perfectly into this, he doesn't does, he? Doesn't he? Just yeah. seamlessly. And it's interesting to see him written by Russell as well, isn't it? Russell totally Mate. gets his doctor 100%. Just wish, yeah, oh, I shouldn't say it, but I just wish we could have had more of that. He totally gets Matt's doctor. Um, there's a nice scene at the end where they're in the TARDIS, but I can't remember. You know that he makes them jump, but I can't remember what it is. Is that something to do with they both talking about, oh, we knew you weren't dead because we thought you'd feel it. And he sort of goes, I don't know. He's like, boo. And they jump and then Matt does a laugh. Or he says something seriously, doesn't he? That he's only joking. And I just thought, oh, he's just just so fun. Just such a fun doctor. But RTT totally gets it. Yeah, it's lovely to see him written by RTD for this. It's, yeah, and I don't. I don't want to wish away anything that we've had from the Moff era or anything like that. But I, there is anyone that's a fan of Russell and his writing, especially for Who. I think there's a small part of us that really wishes that he would have come back, not a showrunner, but just to write the odd episode mm. and and do that. You know, because it would have been like you said, he just gets it. It's the same as the Moff. You know, the Moff gets it. He gets Who and everything. That's great. But Russell just really gets, oh, I've said it a thousand times, we'll probably say it a thousand more, but he just gets the characters and yeah. how they fit together. That's the best thing about the RTD era and his he, writing. He, yeah, And he's so lovely at the one, you know, like the, the, the humour as well as, because he's great at writing the emotional stuff, absolutely fantastic at all that stuff. But he's so good at the humour as well. I mean, there's a bit where I, I loved it. I, I genuinely laughed out loud um, when um, Joe's in the memory machine and he's, they're like, we're going to take your memories. And she's like, well, I'm getting on a bit. And the memory's not what it was. And, you know, things like that. And yeah. I just started thinking, this is just, you know, wonderful stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's also, um, I think that scene you were talking about at the end in the TARDIS, where the doctor's like, yeah, because both Sarah and, and Joe, both, they tell him, look, we knew you weren't dead. And if you ever die, they, they truly believe that they would feel it inside. Mm. And the doctor sort of comically in a serious way at first sort of goes along with it. He's like, yeah, I think if, you know, the, Oh, the whole world would quiver or something. Yeah. yeah that's it. Yeah. The, the, the universe might shiver. You might, might have a shiver if I die and it's all quiet for a second. And then, yeah. And he's like, ha ah! And then they're like, Oh, only joking. Yeah. You. He's off again. Yeah. 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 Lovely and, stuff. And that's the genius part of it because Russell didn't create this story where, okay, let's bring the doctor back and let's just have Matt Smith doing Matt Smith. He does that, but in like really nice little small doses, I would say, which is is what I mentioned earlier. He doesn't come and derail the show. He doesn't turn it into the Matt Smith show. He goes along with the characters that are already there and established within the Sarah Jane adventures, but just provides that extra bit of like, oh my God, we're watching Matt Smith as the Doctor in Sarah Jane. This is amazing. At the end of it, you don't think, 
wow, that was just Doctor Who with like yeah. the odd bit of Sarah Jane thrown in. That's true. That's true. I guess, hey, what, what series of, um, where in Matt's run are we? So this was series, this is 2010. So what series would Matt have been filming? Is this after series five? I was trying to work out because he still looks quite young in this, doesn't he? Um, I mean, I know he looked young anyway, but he's still got that quite young face. Maybe, and he looks very clean in his white shirt and bow tie and stuff. I was, I was just trying to work out which series this was sort of in between. I'm guessing it's five and six, is it? I don't know. What year was series five? Uh, yeah, so I think it was, um, it, he is very young in it. So I'm, I imagine it's sometime around series six or yeah. the, the early part of it. I think so. Because I was trying to work, because he mentions the ponds, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, which is another nice moment and something I hadn't even thought of was when he says to Joe, oh, I'm traveling with the ponds now and, uh, they get they're married or something and then joe's a bit hurt by that she's like oh so you're traveling with a married couple because she's thinking why couldn't you travel with me and um <laughs> mr jones and uh, so that's again another really nice moment um yeah so maybe it's a little bit later on in in the doctor's era i'm, I'm frantically googling to try and find out what year so series 11 sorry series 6 was 2011 so, yeah, I think it's between series five and six. I think so, because this was at the end yeah. of 2010. And then in 2011, we got series six. So I, I feel like it's in between. Or Oh, yeah, because they would yeah. have got, didn't they get married at the end of series five? I can't remember now. Who, the ponds? The ponds, because I remember yeah. the doctor bursting out of a cake. Uh, oh, God, the memory's shot to bits. But, yeah, so I reckon that's where the doctor is. He's, he's still fairly fresh, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. fairly fresh yeah before getting into before getting shot on the lakes of utah or wherever it was <laughs> yeah yeah no i think it's um it's post series five but not quite into series six yet series six yeah, yeah. it, it feels well, like think, that anyway yeah yeah i was gonna say he still feels quite sort of yeah youthful and fresh uh what do you think of the shan sheath because <laughs> personally i love them and i i love the fact that they they are real they look like something out of a jim henson production you know you can tell they're big old puppet suits but i i'm because i'm not a massive fan of cgi because I, I just think cgi dates so badly i i'm really glad that they didn't cgi them i i, I like the fact that they're these big old clumsy almost puppet-like vultures um that don't look real at all but for me, they kind of still work. I, I think they're really fun. Um, and I, I do like the design of them. But yeah, I, I don't know. Some people would probably find it a bit. Some people might look at it and say, oh, they look rubbish. But I, I, I just, I'm just glad they went with the sort of suits rather than CGI personally. Mm-hmm. But I wonder what you thought. Do you think they should have added a bit of CGI, even if it was just the eyes? or Because some of the CGI that is in this looks a bit ropey to be honest there's yeah. a shot of the unit base which i think maybe if it wasn't on screen for quite as long would, would probably look better because it seems to hold on the shot um and you can really get a good look and it, the cgi in that shot's not particularly good the cgi rocket is okay that's that's better but um yeah i don't know what do you reckon to the shan like as in the, the costumes the actors are wearing do you think they look a bit naff or, <clears throat> or do you think um, it's kind of a charm to it yeah if i could show you i don't write my notes in a notebook they're on my computer but if i could show you my notebook 
it would say that the Shan Sheath looked like a Jim Henson yes. um, puppet. And I, I really love do. that, dude. I absolutely oh, love it. Yeah. Oh, cool. Because I think it would have it would have been too much of a talking point, the bad CG, if they'd have tried to have done all of those puppets as CG. It, yeah. it would have been a bit like trying to do the Bane. Um, uh, not the Bane, um, the Slitheen uh, yeah. as CG, you know. And um, and that sort of thing, it's you, you definitely get, I don't know, you definitely just get a more, and also the actors have got something they can act off of as well. Sometimes it's not only the bad CG that's the problem. Sometimes it's the actor trying to act at nothing that, you know, creates a little bit of um, uh, weirdness at times. So it does give those actors something to, to actually act against. But they do look, I don't know, they've just got this, you know, like the old stuff, like the Dark Crystal and... Oh, that's it. You know? Ah, that's what I was trying to think of. Yeah. Dark Crystal, yes. Yeah, those old yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of Jim henson perfectly in that, yeah. Yeah, it, it it looks like they were just plucked, like, directly out of, the, like, a really old thing, like the Dark Crystal, yeah. So they look really cool, dude. And, uh, and voiced really nicely as well. So Dave Bradley uh, doing the main voice of the main one. And um, uh, uh, we've well, got... as in the David Bradley... Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was him. Yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, I thought I thought I recognised the voice because it, yeah, I, I didn't realise that was David Bradley. Wow. Yeah. Legend. Ledge. Yeah. So yeah, oh. they were. I thought the 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 Shan Sheath. They were they were okay to a degree in terms of what they looked like. They've got that, like you said, that kind of puppet look that we all know hundred percent. They're not, you know. But it doesn't break the barrier, though. You don't think like, oh, wow, I'm going to stop watching this because these look ridiculous. It doesn't have that kind of effect, like old school man in a rubber suit, classic who, <laughs> in a few stories. It's not like that. They've come on a little bit since then. But yeah, they do look, they've got a very cool charm to them. They do look very cool. Yeah. Uh, um, they're quite, being vulture-like, they're quite sinister as well, aren't they? So there's... You, you you just get the feeling there's something bad about them. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, they're not too bad. They are quite sinister, and they do come across as very nice and you know uh, mournful and stuff like that. So you do buy yeah. you do buy into the act, which is kind of cool. But yeah, we all knew that there was something sinister just because they were vultures. Are like vultures yeah. in t- in kids TV shows or animated films are always sort of sort of portrayed as like the baddies or characters that are up to no good. So. I love yep. Joe's reaction to them as well. She's like, aren't you beautiful? And she's like admiring <laughs> it. She's so much fun. I'll tell you what else made me laugh. This is another sort of typical RTD sort of thing that he does as well. Is we, we see what we think is a grass. And he's like, we're not grass, we're gross. And then that, yeah. that whole brosk, yeah, that whole thing I thought was fun as well. Just a very simple idea. But how dare you? We're nothing like the grass. You know, I thought that was great as well, having that little gross. Uh, is that what you say character in it? Grosk. Um, Grosk. Or gross. Grosk or gross, yeah. yeah. Grosk, yeah. Yeah. Um, Little course, Jimmy course, V. Yeah. yeah, Jimmy V, yeah. R2-D2 now, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, he's, yeah uh, I love that they drag out all of the old people that, that they use on the production of Doctor Who as well. So we have Paul Casey yes. in, in one of the Shan Sheath uh, suits, which is really cool. He's been He's played like loads of aliens and monsters in... Oh, his name's always popping yeah, up, yeah. In Doctor Who and Sarah Jane. And then we've got Jimmy V back. He played the Grask in yeah. the Voyage of the Damned, I think. Oh, no, no. He played he played the little 
um, red porcupiney little dude. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Uh, Kafalaka, Baffa Kakalaka. Oh man, what's his? You know, the little dude. Carolapa, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, and he's also played the Grask, obviously. So they dragged him back as well to do that. And yeah, that, that's why Sarah Jane feels like it would slot into Doctor Who so nicely and easily right. because they get all the crew back, they get all the familiar names and faces to do this stuff. And it's definitely it's a cool. family, isn't it? You get that yeah. family family feeling. Um, we do get a new character in this, though, uh, Finn Jones. So Kate is what is what relation is he? Grandson grandson yeah um played uh, sorry uh, finn jones is the actor um so his character name santiago jones is that right yes santiago yep. um now i thought i got the feeling i thought he was going to stay at the end so you get that scene when he's saying goodbye to rani and luke, uh, clyde and i thought oh this is going to be like the new luke they're, they're, they're bringing in a new uh character but he doesn't stay mm-hmm. um but he was he, i thought he was good he I, i've never seen him before but his acting was really good you know what i mean for like a new new part and a new character he seemed to instantly sort of fit in with with clyde and rani Mm -hmm. so i was quite surprised that he didn't stay when they were saying you need to find your own sort of route in life and stuff oh here we go he's he's gonna stay behind and and join these guys they're gonna be the sort of new gang but um that didn't happen i was quite surprised about that because i was wondering why he'd been brought into it like why is why is uh joe jones turned up with her grandson what's going on here well they probably run out of babysitters didn't she say she had 12 kids or something 12 kids yeah yeah. grandchildren or something so yeah but yeah but finn jones who plays santiago jones he's a really good good actor he's gone on to do some really good stuff he was in game of thrones for most of it he played one of the tyrells oh really yeah and any marvel fans will obviously know him as the character of iron fist um he played alongside the other um, Jessica Jones characters and Luke Cage and stuff for Marvel. So he's gone on to do some really big, really big stuff. He's a good actor. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, he just fitted in very well, like as a new character, mm. his acting was good and stuff. Um, and I I recognised him. So I just was thinking, oh yeah, I bet he's going to join the cast. But um, he doesn't. I've just checked on, on Wiki. So this is his only story. But um, he would have been a good, good member of the Attic crew, I think. Uh, old Santiago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah but not to be yeah because there was a moment wasn't there when he kind of he's like you get the feeling that he's fed up with sort of traveling the world and yeah. running around and just um, i thought he was going to be the new luke I was yeah. Like, yeah he's had enough of traveling he's going to stay behind and wow. they're talking about all their adventures <laughs> well i think tommy knight might have had something to say about that <laughs> well it's good to see him at the start isn't he and that's a, another lovely little intro isn't it that so he's on the screen playing jokes on Clyde, poor yeah. little Clyde. Yeah. His face when Luke's like, "Oh, I've got this new best mate, and he's the best friend I've ever had." And Clyde's little face drops. He's like, oh, "I'm only joking." Uh, another great little scene. Just again bringing in Luke, and mm-hmm. you know, just so we don't forget him. <laughs> Do you know what, dude? I think when when Luke is talking to them on video chat, yeah, that person that he mentions, I think he doesn't. Isn't that the person that Luke marries? Uh, yeah, I think it is. It's Sanjay or something. Sanjay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think he's the one that, so when RTD did that lovely uh, little thing during lockdown about Sarah Jane uh, passing away, um, yeah, I think that was in the, the clip, the video clip, Luke's like, oh, I, me and Sanjay have, mm-hmm. are like together now or something, or married, I can't remember it. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that is um, 
Same character, yeah. Yep. yeah. Clever dude, that Russell. Uh, he's got it all going he's on. He's got it all, <laughs> yep. Uh, what yeah. do you think to um, Colonel Karim then? The, the head of unit played by Layla, I think it's uh, Rouse. I think I think you'd say it like that. I'm probably butchering that, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I thought she was good actually because she, I, I kind of figured she was going to be behind it because she just, yeah, Sarah Jane picks up straight away. She's <laughs> a wrong one. Um, but what I liked about her performance was that when she did turn evil in brackets, you know what I mean? When she did just say, oh yeah, oh well, I can't. She revealed that she is behind it all. She didn't sort of change too much. It was quite a subtle performance. But I thought when she was being evil, she was pretty good. You know, when she's going up to Sarah Jane, uh, when Sarah Jane's in the truth machine and, and she was sort of giving her all that spiel about, yeah, I've had enough of this. There's nothing here for me and all this sort of stuff. I thought she played it very well because she wasn't doing the, I'm the villain now, the big reveal, I'm evil. She just sort of took it up a notch, just one notch. So I thought her performance was was good. Hmm. Yeah, she kept it sort of fairly understated, but uh, yeah, I thought she was uh, good in that part. Played both parts well, like the yeah. unit and then the evil unit. <laughs> yeah, I thought she played like the um, like the evil side of her character pretty well. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. So I think the when she was just being the the unit boss, she had that sternness about her anyway, which I think is required for unit anyway. But then when we see the switch, you know. When she uh, when the plan comes out and we know yeah. what she's really up to, she does that really well. Yeah, no, I thought she was good. Yeah, one of the only oh. times where a Humey gets killed in Sarah Jane as well. Oh, right. I knew, I knew yeah, she gets up on that. blown up, doesn't she? Yeah. Oh, yeah, she does, yeah. Yep. Um, I noticed uh, there was someone else, and uh, blink and you'll miss it, so it wasn't just Luke that we got to see again. Um there was, I swear, and I may be wrong, but correct me. I'm pretty sure we saw a split second shot of Maria in the in the memory yep. bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So again, not forgetting those right back in. Was she series one? Series one. Well, she's yep. she's one of the early characters. She's so again, how nice for that actor not to be forgotten. Do you know what I mean? She's like she left the series ages ago, but we're they're still going to remember her. We're still going to put her in there because she's part of the show. That comes back to the whole family thing you were talking about. It's just they, rem- you know, they still acknowledge everyone that's gone into making the show what it is, and I, I love that. I just thought, yeah, they put Maria in there, cool. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Yeah, and canine and all that. Yeah. Uh, what do you think to Clyde and Rani? Oh, I thought they were really nice in this. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, well, well, yeah, because I thought they, they, as I said earlier, I really like the way they look after Sarah Jane when they think the doctor's dead. You know, they really sort of care for her. and uh, But also, they're quite realistic in terms of when they're not with Sarah Jane, when they're just talking between themselves. They're like, she's got to get over it. She's got to accept it. You know, they're, they're sort of not talking behind her back, but that is kind of what we'd do. We'd be like comforting. But then when, you know, when you're not with Sarah Jane, you're like, yeah, you know, she needs to get a grip. She's really got to accept <laughs> he's gone. And I think that's what people do. So I thought they were good in this. I, I thought they were fun. I thought Clyde especially when he's doing all the it's a good moments with Matt Smith when they're in the, uh, uh, what do you call it? The air vent or whatever it is. And he's, you know, they're having a conversation while moving backwards through it. And he's like, how old are you? And Clyde's asking them all these questions. And mm-hmm. I thought that was fun. Doesn't the doctor say he can regenerate like 507 times or something? I mean, yeah. So, so this was, was strange. Um, yeah. So anyone that's read the, um, 
the book from Russell T. Davis, A Writer's Tale. Brilliant book. Yeah, brilliant book. We'll know that this line was actually a joke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he I was just, was. Yeah, he was just teasing Clyde um, by this number. So I think it, yeah, I, I remember when, um, when, I, when I researched this and I saw some blog articles or people, other people that had reviewed it, that there, a, a couple of those had gone off into a big conversation about why it's now 507 and, <laughs> and all that. So I'll probably put that in there, especially to get them. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, um, talking. yeah. yeah. Uh, what's interesting though, is, uh, th- obviously you can't add zero, but if you add five, zero and seven together, you get 12. So, ah, I never thought of that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So but- it doesn't have 507 regions, although it depends on what you're talking about. No, no. Well, it probably does now, yeah. Because now, let's not get into that. No, let's not get into it. Let yep. me uh, let me just backtrack a bit because when I said I thought Clyde and Rani were good, I got the impression you were going to say they weren't or they were a bit underused or something this week. You looked like you were going to disagree. Um, no, I, I thought they were good. The only sort of slight thing is I thought Rani was a bit underused. I do th- think that she was very... But then I, I get it. There's a lot going on in this one in this story with a lot of characters, a lot going on. So you can't give everybody the spotlight the whole time. Although they did a very good job of, of dishing it out quite evenly. I, I just felt like Clyde was more of the focus from um, discounting Sarah Jane from the attic crew this time. I thought, yeah. you know, with Clyde having the, the um, TARDIS or uh, time vortex energy in his hand, being responsible for the doctor, being able to be, you know, zip in and out and stuff like that and he's the one that's conversing mainly with the doctor and he's the one that has still got those funny little one-liners so i felt like clyde had a very good story and certainly rani didn't have a bad story but i just felt like she was a bit more just out of everybody i felt like she had the least amount to do not counting santiago i'm glad you've mentioned the hand because i nearly forgot about that that's another thing that i love about rtd is that he's picked up on that little moment from the wedding of Sarah Jane where he, Clyde touches the TARDIS and gets the energy. And he's he's utilised that in this story. Because I, I think that's why I thought at the time, oh, did RTD write that one as well? Which he, he didn't. It was um, somebody else. And so, yeah, again, he's just picked that little moment. So I know I could use that as a, as a bridge between the Doctor and Clyde. Um, you know, Clyde's still having the energy in his hand. So... Again, just a really nice little bit of um, writing there from RTD. Yeah, Gareth Roberts wrote The Wedding of Sarah Jane. Did he? I thought yeah. it was um, Joss Agnew or something. Joss Agnew directed it. Oh, he directed it. Oh, yeah, yeah he's a director. Yeah, it's written oh, was it Gareth yeah. Roberts, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right, man. He picked up on that one little bit from a previous episode and was like, cool, man, we'll use that. I know exactly what to do with that. Yeah, again, perfect. perfect. Yeah, perfect. Uh, what did you think to, so we mentioned CG. Yeah. Um, a little bit ropey. I think that big unit base, I don't think it was CG. I think it was a matte painting. I think that oh, they, was it? it oh. looks like it anyway. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. And then the CG rocket, you know, not, not too bad. And then there was a little That's bit ropey when Joe and Sarah are tied up and they're forcing the memories out of them. You have like these little twinkly stars that come out of their heads and stuff like that. Not too oh, yeah. bad, you know, not, right. not too bad and stuff like that. Um, but what did you think to, um, just lastly, um, just the pacing of this? Because obviously we've got two parts, so we can 
space yeah. out a little bit better. Were you bored in any of it? Did you think it lagged at any point or you felt it, feel it moved along nicely? No, I actually thought it moved along very nicely. I think sometimes with um, Sarah Jane, part, we've said this a couple of times, where even stories we thought were really good, the second part sometimes feels like they're struggling a little bit to, to fill it. Um, no, I thought this this was great. I, I wasn't bored at all. I was really, really sort of swept up in everything that was going on, and there were so many nice moments. Uh, no, I, I thought the pacing was very good. In it. Yeah. I, I must admit, even when it ended, I, I was just sat there thinking, no, don't end. <laughs> Go off and have another adventure. Because when you've got, you know, Matt and uh, and Joe and Liz in the TARDIS together at the end, um, you know, I just want them to stay together and do more stuff because I just think they'd be so much fun. Imagine, a, you know, like a few more episodes with those guys. So, no, I, if anything, the opposite. I didn't want it to end. I, yeah. I just wanted to stay with those guys. Uh, forever really i just i just thought no just stay together you know it just they're just so great so yeah. no if anything i wanted more i wasn't bored at all mm-hmm. yeah no i feel exactly the same because on some stories not all of them but some of them we've said that either part two has been stronger or part one and yeah in that sort of thing but just overall just it moves really quickly especially once you get the 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 reveal that the Shan Sheath are not what they say they are. As soon as you get to that bit, it really starts to sort of truck along as well and it gets moving yeah. as well. So, but I think it's, um, it's, uh, it's juxtaposed with those really nice slower moments, those conversations, especially between Joe and the doctor when they're on that planet. Love that. And yeah. that little moment between Sarah and Joe, when they first meet at the service yeah. And then later on as well, when, like you said, at the end, when they're in the TARDIS together, the three of them, and they're like, ah, oh, the TARDIS, it never, I could never get bored of seeing it, and I just want to travel with you forever and stuff. And yeah, it's got some lovely moments like that. Um, but I never got bored. I never reached for my phone at all. No, anyway, not at all. Yeah. No, it was, it was as good, if not better, than I remembered. I, I thoroughly just loved it mm-hmm. from start to finish. The music stuck in my head, though. Mm-hmm. The da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> that that unit theme. Uh, I, I don't know who did the music in this. I don't think it was Murray, but it's, it's his unit theme, isn't it? So whoever yeah, did it, Sam Watts. Yeah, Sam Watts. Yeah, yeah. Music was good in it. Um, this is a really random thing to to point out, but it's the only other note I've got really. Is that you know that on the planet, the the thing the Doctor's playing with that transports him. I was thinking, what is that? That looks like something else. What is it? What is it? And I suddenly realised it reminds me of the twelfth Doctor Sonic. Sonic, the mm-hmm. bottom of it. Yeah. So it's not just me. No. Nope. It does. Yeah. I was thinking it looks like a giant version of the twelfth Doctor Sonic. Yeah, which is obviously way before mm-hmm. that. But oh, I'm glad you thought the same because I thought I was going do Lally. <laughs> no, I thought yeah. But it does, exactly. doesn't it? It looks exactly. like the bottom of the twelfth Doctor Sonic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You thought it's gone mad. Yeah. Um, just before, no, God, dude. No, I was going to say probably a, a few people have, who have watched it have thought, oh, "Hold on, it doesn't yeah. look exactly the same, but looks kind of familiar." Yeah. I just wanted to before we wrap up, and um, so thanks to good old Wiki because I, I couldn't make a note at the time because she was she was rattling them off too quickly. But it does give us a list of um, what the previous companions are, are now doing. Uh, so Russell obviously wrote this. So um, Sarah Jane says at the end that Liz Shaw is working on the unit moon base. Uh, <laughs> the brig is stranded in Peru. Of course he is. Uh, Barbara and Ian are married and uh, professors at Cambridge University. Uh, ben and Polly are also married uh, and run an orphanage in India. 
Harry Sullivan. I love it when Sarah mentions Harry. She, you can see she's <laughs> genuinely moved. Uh, worked on vaccines that saved thousands of lives. Um, uh, the character is mentioned in past tense, possibly a reference to the death of Ian Marta. And uh, Tegan Javanka has become an advocate for <laughs> Aboriginal rights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine yeah. that. And obviously she does mention uh, Ace as well, doing the uh, Charitable Earth organisation. So, yeah, I think that's lovely. Again, it's just you can just tell Russell, you can imagine him at his computer thinking, right, what would Tegan be doing? I know, <laughs> and he's written it all down. He's, you know, he's, I bet he loved writing this. Yeah, no, I love that dude. And it was really nice as well when she said... Uh, uh, somebody called Dorothy. She yeah. didn't mention her as Ace. She just said Ace. somebody called Dorothy something. Was it Dorothy Ace? Was it? No, I think she just says Dorothy and then her other name. She does actually. Yeah, I don't think she mentioned Ace. Yeah. yeah. But then you obviously you work it out at Charitable Earth. And, and as we know now with the actual book that's come out um, at Childhood's End and obviously the trailer for the McCoy Blu-ray set, we obviously know that that absolutely is Ace because we know yeah. about... A charitable earth. It's it's really lovely, kind of interconnected little bit, and some could argue it is fan servicey, but it does round out that whole. Because I'm sure that once you've seen this story, and Joe's gone off again, and now it's just Sarah and the Doctor's gone, I'm sure there's loads of people that would be like, so I wonder what Ben and Polly, what happened to them? And I know I often think about that stuff, especially with people like Ian and Barbara and. Yeah, yeah, especially in Barbara. Yeah, Yeah. and we've spoken a lot about Susan over the last few shows and things like that, you know. So it's, yes, you could argue it's a little bit fan servicey, but I don't think so. I think it's a lovely little moment to, because I think if they did it in the Doctor Who proper show, that would be a bit fan servicey. But the fact that they've done it in Sarah Jane, I think is really cool. It works better. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. a good point, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've got anything. Let's have a look. No, I've got nothing else on the notes. Dude. I was going to mention the music like, like you. They had the mm. unit theme. There's also a couple of times where I thought, like when they had like the slower bits, uh, I thought they were going to play Rose's theme for a moment. It was like a really soft sort of piano bit. And I thought, no. And then they oh, switched it off. Yeah. yeah, they yeah. switched it up straight away. So it had like little, little nuances of Murray's music from Doctor Who. But they... It, it was just more like a feeling, like it reminded you of it, but they did their own thing, so that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Ducky, if you've got nothing else, dude, we will move on to scores. Right, I think it's you to go first. Yeah, I'm going to give this a very strong 9 out of 10. Um, I just, just thought it was great. I loved it. I'm only really, I, it's close to a 10, but I, I suppose I'll knock off a point just because it is a simple story. A couple of the CGI bits are a bit ropey, but it's... Um, yeah, it's brilliant. Probably my favourite Sarah Jane so far. I just loved it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to give it a 9 too. Yeah. I'm only knocking off a point because I felt like Rani was slightly sidelined in it. Mm. And the story is kind of simplistic, isn't it? It's um, not in a bad way, but it's, you know, it's you know kind of simplistic. But the other reason why I'm taking a point off is because it would have been amazing to see the 11th doctor with canine. Oh yeah. And thought of that, that would have been like oh. just the icing on the cake. I think they would be a match made in heaven. Those exactly. Two. Yeah, they yeah, would. Yeah. So, so other than that, it's near, it's a near perfect Sarah Jane. It is. Story. It's Definitely. very, very good. Yeah. 
So a nine from both of us on that one. What did our awesome listeners think? Let's kick off with some of these audio reviews. We had five in this week, so thank you very much for that. Kicking off, this is TARDISNet66. The Death of the Doctor, one of the best stories of the Sarah Jane Adventures. And what I really like about it is in the way it introduces Joe Grant. I think Rusty Davis just seems to perfectly, every time he introduces an old companion like a digital Sarah Jane, perfectly capture where they would be so many years later. And it's great to see Joe Grant interact with Matt Smith's doctor, who's really great in the story. And they have some lovely emotional scenes together. And I also really like the end scene where we find out what's happened to all these different various companions after they left the Doctor, as it shows the impact the Doctor had through so many people's lives. The only thing I don't like is that I've never really liked Rusty Davis's um, interpretation of Unit. And the Shan Sheaf are a strong idea for a villain, but they don't really work. Oh, they don't really work. Oh, I like the old Shan Chief. Yeah, interesting you mentioned Russell, Russell's version of units. Mm. I kind of know what he means, you know. I mean, they are different. You think about unit in Pertwee era. They seem like quite dependable. The, the sort of unit from the RTD era, they seem a bit like you can't trust them. Actually, I think even Sarah Jane says that, doesn't she? Yeah. When did you yeah. stop? working for unit when when they changed or when i couldn't trust them or something mm-hmm. so yeah there is a shift there yeah mm. so i think you liked it tardisnet but just not I, yeah unit or the shan sheath i think all that stuff with unit uh, started with yates when he turned traitor <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, right moving on mr joe turner honestly what a wonderfully heartwarming episode it's sad to think this is the last encounter between sarah and the doctor Katie Manning is just fabulous. She's just so happy to be there. Her chemistry with Liz is just exceptional. And her scene with the Doctor whilst on the planet, discussing why he never came back to her, was so beautiful. And the pair brought such emotion. There were some gorgeous shots throughout, specifically when the smoke disappears to reveal the TARDIS and the score accompanying it really complements it. Clyde and Riley were great. The actress for Riley demonstrated a really mature performance. Clyde was funny, as usual, and a special mention for Haresh um, at the start when he gave a really nice speech to Clyde and Riley about grief and loss. The Shang Chief looked okay, but were a bit of a clumsy design, but their concept was good. Matt Smith was just spectacular and unbelievable throughout, as always, and Liz Sladen was just having a ball, and when the memories of her travels with the Doctor were coming through, her face was just one of such joy, and I love seeing all the little snapshots of her adventures. The unit base at Mount Sonal was cool, along with their entrance at the start, and hearing about what all the companions were doing at that specific point was great, like Ace running a charitable earth and Ian and Barbara, who've never aged, apparently. Uh, overall, I give this a 9 out of 10. It's one purely for the fans. A 9 out of 10, another one. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Teresh because I'd, I'd forgotten about that. That is a lovely scene, isn't it? I was wondering where, um, oh, what's the mum called? I was expecting her to come <laughs> bounding out of the door and... Uh, do some comical line. Oh, yeah, her mum, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was nice scene. Yes. Uh, an interesting point there as well, Joe, about um, Ian and Barbara not ageing at all. Not ageing, yeah, I like that. That's yeah. a really interesting thing. I think that's something to do with, uh, I don't know, was that in a book somewhere or something like that? Um, I felt like there was more to that, but I couldn't Yeah, I think, pinpoint what. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember exactly. I think it's been mentioned in a book or something, something to do with, those two and time travel 
and how mm. something's affected. I don't know. But yeah, you make a good point there, Joe, and another nine. So yeah, thank you very much for that. Moving on from Dan Under, Sammy Satine. Hey, Gary and Adam, Sammy Satine here. So the death of the Doctor, as I prefer to call it, the meeting of Joe Grant and Sarah Jane Smith. Of course, those two can bond over ruffles. Do you recognise the voice of the Shan Sheath? Yes, that is David Bradley, also known as Solomon, also known as the First Doctor. Nice to see Eleven. It's a nice story. Also, Eleven, you do realise that when Joe first met you as Ruffles, you called her a ham-fisted bum vendor. No wonder Joe thinks she's stupid, you idiot. I like what Sarah Jane says about the Doctor's previous companions at the end. I give it 8 Shansheath out of 10. Take care, guys. See ya. 8 from Sammy. 8 Shansheaths. Yeah. Yeah, that is funny what he calls her when he first meets. Prior to his Doctor. Yeah, he's a bit, he's a bit harsh, isn't he? Mm. At the start. He grows to love her, though. They're of a course, great pairing, yeah. those two. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right, moving on. This is our good friend, Adam. Adam Mamoon. Let's do it. Oh. Hello, Mr. Gary. Hello, Mr. Adam. I am Senior Dishrag. No, 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 no. Trashic. Trashic. I am Senior Trashic. Here to give you my views on Death of the Doctor. Yeah, I'm a bit disappointed in hindsight, but he did not give an explanation on why the Shanshi sounded like Solomon the Trader from Dinosaur's Spaceship or the First Doctor in Twice Upon a Time. Oh my God, why? Nah, in jest. This is a cracking story. Katie Manning is back as Joe Grant or Joe Jones and she is brilliant and sharing some amazing wholesome moments with Elizabeth Sladen who is absolutely on fire. She shows an incredible amount of emotional range, um, you know, considering, you know, there's been a whole funeral set up for the Doctor um, or has there been, you know, as we reveal later. Matt Smith, terrific yeah it's really good and cool to see him you know guest star in the sarah jane adventures that's quite a that's quite a uh, yeah it's still still can't believe it you know that he got to share some screen time with both joe and sarah it's great and the gang are great as usual as well brilliant story um re- really you know tugs at the heartstrings of nostalgia but also providing a fun adventure thank you guys thank you thank you guys for entertaining us in these crazy times. I know I've probably gone over in a minute, but forgive me. Stay safe, guys. Wishing you the very best. Take care from Senior Drashik. Nah, Adam. Bloody Drashiks. <laughs> he's saying that because he knows that I can't bloody <laughs> I stand. I know why he's saying it. <laughs> oh, Adam. Uh, I suppose he went over the minute. I suppose he didn't chop, it, chop yeah. him off for saying that. <laughs> yeah. I'll give him a backhander when we see him next. <laughs> Yeah, thank you very much, Adam. Yeah, and uh, you had me going for a minute there when you said that you were a bit disappointed at the beginning. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think a lot of love there, as we would expect um, for this story from Adam. So thank you very much, dude, for taking the time to do that. And lastly, this is Mr. Matt Steele. Hello, Gary and Adam. Matt Steele here again. Hope you guys are well. So this week, Death of the Doctor. Yeah, I'll get the only negative point I've got out of the way. I thought the Shan Sheaf didn't hold up too well but apart from that i love the fact they added that liz shaw and the brigadier are still out there fighting the good fight they didn't have to but it's just another brilliant time to the wider hooniverse it's an absolute delight to see katie and liz on screen together at last but at the same time it's like no time has passed at all 
Not only do we get the wonderful Joe Grant returning, but then we get Matt Smith popping up at the end of part one too. This story could have been an absolute mess of far too much going on. However, everything just works perfectly. The best bit for me has to be when Sarah Jane says she searches for other companions of the Doctor sometimes, and lists some of them and what they're doing now that the Doctor has left their lives. Is this where a charitable air first gets mentioned? This story has got to be probably in my top three Sarah Jane stories, as it's damn near perfection. I loved every minute of it. I'll give this story an incredibly easy 10 out of 10. Cheers, guys. I'll see you again. Maximum score. Maximum score. I hope we get to meet at a convention one day, Mac. I'm going to turn up as cosplay as a Shanshi. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> waddling up the stairs of the Earl's Court Arena. Just yeah, as a Shansheath. A Shansheath. Yeah, you don't see many Shansheath cosplayers. No, yeah. you don't. Yeah. yeah. Let's fix that. Indeedy. Yeah, thank you very much, Matt. Uh, what did Matt Oh, give it a 10, a, a maximum score. Yeah. The old 10 out of 10. Uh, yeah, thank you very much, dudes, for your um, audio reviews. Very much appreciated, as always, taking the time to do that. I'm going to rattle through some of the social ones over on Twitter. Rick Moran from The Dwass says, the story is written by the show's creator and allows him to write material for the 11th Doctor. Matt Smith has never been better as the Doctor. It's a shame we never got material this good in the main show. Matt's performance here just shows how good he could have been had he been given better material to work with. The best thing, as usual, is the wonderful Liz Sladen, as Sarah Jane, who acts beautifully as always, and Katie Manning returning as Joe. This really is a wonderful fest of nostalgia. A 10 out of 10. Another 10, yeah, great. Yeah, our writer Jordan Shortman says, absolutely amazing. The whole cast is excellent, but the pairing of Smith, Slade and Manning is superb. Katie proves that Joe is still just as popular now and how much she deserves her own show. Um, yeah. And the Shansheath are very well designed. For me, perhaps the best of Sarah Jane adventures. Uh, Dan Pinn says, this is such a cracking adventure. Matt Smith fits in so well to the SJA universe and leaves you wishing RTD had actually written for the Smith era. So good to see Joe after all these years and exactly as you would have imagined, a more mature Joe. And doesn't Katie Manning give a wonderful performance? Uh, Dan gives on to give it a 9 out of 10. Uh, The Lost on Gallifrey podcast. So brilliant. It's like a secret episode of Matt Smith, Doctor Who, hidden in Sarah Jane adventures. Uh, And a great tribute to Sarah, Jane and Joe and a love letter to the fans. And somehow it's not too self-indulgent. Anyone and everyone can enjoy it, even ostriches. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Wonderful. All praise RTD, a 10 out of 10. Cool. Chippy T, uh, short and sweet. She says, everybody, or they, sorry, everybody wants to say something. So I'll just say, I love it, a 10 out of 10. Sarah Louise, the running Whovian, says, my favourite companions and my favourite new Who doctor. What's not to love? Uh, A well-written story and well-delivered performances all round. A 10 out of 10. Out of 10. Keep on running, Sarah. And lastly, Morgan (laughs) says, um, Morgan McCandless says, uh, SJA's finest. Great story and brilliant performances all round, especially from Katie Manning, who jumps back into our beloved Joe Grant. The scene on the junk planet where she realises that the Doctor didn't stop looking for her was beautiful. Ten roasted space turkeys out of (laughs) ten. Thank you very much, Morgan, you cheeky little bugger. Uh, And then over on Facebook, Lewis Blackmore says, one of my all-time fave episodes. Uh, What's not to love here? 11th Doctor, Sarah Jane and Joe Grant. Not the most compelling story, but just a fun little romp. Also, very interesting that this is the only SJA story that RTD solely wrote not just the fact that this is RTD writing for the 11th Doctor. Uh, A 9 out of 10. Charlie Turner. This one has a dumb title, but it's as good an interesting story. Plus, thanks to 
Uh, Planks for the comic book guy impression last time, Gary. Oh, <laughs> I can stop laughing for a while when I first heard that. Um, thank you very much. Spencer Shively says, um, uh, or was it Shively? Oh, man, Spencer. Oh, dude, I think I've butchered that again. <laughs> Spencer Shively, I think. Uh, I'm a big fan of this story. Shown it to many Doctor Who fans who had never seen SJA, along with the red wedding of Sarah Jane Smith, and they absolutely loved it. I'll probably give it an 8 out of 10. Sorry, Spencer. I don't know why I butchered your surname now. I've said it many, many times. I don't know why. Sorry, dude. Uh, Aaron Lamb says, immensely enjoyable story. Seeing the interplay between Liz Sladen, Katie Manning and Matt Smith. And this was, to my knowledge, the only time RTD wrote for Matt's Doctor. But it was seamless. All the callbacks to previous Who stories were lovely. And there were some great character moments, like the Doctor's conversation with Joe about revisiting the former companions. Uh, it gives it an 8 out of 10 Lawrence Baxter this is a lovely story there are some great moments which really tug the heartstrings for a long time Who fans whilst being accessible for fresh and fresh enough for new Who fans or people who have not seen SJA before I think this is a great story and it's so nice to see uh, Sarah Jane Joe and the Doctor all together 9 red skies out of 10 and lastly Joseph Howarth says such a great story Joe's back Sarah Jane meets the 11th Doctor and there's so many callbacks and references to the Who universe itself Love the conversation the Doctor has with Joe. The stuff from the classic series doesn't feel like they just forced them in and they put them in there nicely. And what can I say? Except it's great. So it gives it an 8.5. Lovely. So all round, some really decent scores there, dude. Yeah, As predicted. Stuff. Yeah. So thank, thank you so much, guys, for uh, taking the time to do all that stuff. Next week, dude, what have we got? Yeah, next week. So it's the second Doctor story and it's the invasion. That's the uh, Sidemen, isn't it? The invasion, Those yes. Old Cybermen. Yeah, it is indeed. Yeah, it's, a bit of a unit as well. Bit of unit, and I think you said it's a massive whopping eight part, isn't it? <laughs> uh, it is an eight parter. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to have to get your your uh, your time allotted now. So get Good your calendars out. Yeah, <laughs> get your calendars fired up now, and just yeah. uh, pencil in a few hours uh, to get this watched because we'll be asking for your thoughts like we normally do. Uh, so yeah, some some trout next week, dude. Should be good. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Yes. And let's call it there for two eighty eight. Alrighty. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming back and joining us for another week. As we waffle about everything to do with Doctor Who, this has been episode 288. Next week, as Adam said, we're on to Classic Who and our review of The Invasion, the second Doctor story. So get your DVDs out or your Britbox fired up because we'll be asking for your thoughts on that as always. Get those big-ass eight parts watched because we'll be asking for your, uh, your thoughts as always, it's been lovely talking through and reviewing Sarah Jane's story, um, Death of the Doctor. Uh, I know that Adam's been looking forward to doing this one for a while. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that was all good. And thank you guys again for your uh, reviews, especially the audio uh, review guys. Thanks for taking the time to do that. And um, uh, let us know if you pick up any of these cool um, Eagle Moth slash Hero Collector stuff. Some of it looks... Uh, Looks pretty good. And remember to enter the competition for the children in need. Um, just text the word doctor to 81155 to win your VIP tour to the set in Cardiff, which looks very, very good indeed. 
Uh, in the meantime, head over to the website, Big Blue Box Podcast at Codic UK. You can listen to all of our previous episodes and shows on there. Plus, you can look at all of the cool articles and reviews from our awesome writing team. We've got a bunch of big finish reviews on there recently. Plus, we've got loads coming up, which we've planned in for the next week or two. So uh, check those, those, those out as well. We're on the socials too, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just do a search on there um, or uh, go to the website. Links on there as well. Give us a like and a follow as we chat plenty of Doctor Who and everything else during the week and we have a free Discord server as well again there's a link on the website for that come and hang out and chat Doctor Who there uh, remember to subscribe to the podcast as well whatever podcast you get your podcast apps on uh, just uh, or do a search for us the Big Blue Box you'll find us on there that way you won't miss a show when it lands every Friday and remember to check out my co-host channel over on YouTube it is indeed the Geek's Handbag yes firing up some new vids now good old lockdown (laughs) actually getting a chance to do some some new content is on the way yeah so go and check out adam's channel loads of really cool videos there and adam is on the socials too under the same name the geeks handbag so go and give him a like and a follow over there until next week my name's gary my name's adam and remember be be